one play at a time, huh? Play for each other, love y'all. Hey, enjoy it today. Control the emotion, it's gonna be live. But we gonna make it even live. Here we go. Win on three, one, two, three. Win. Baby, need some shoes. Let's go, boys. Game now. Game. Thank you. We got one goal, let's win. You shoot, I shoot with you. Here we go. Win on three, one, two, three. Win. Welcome to another edition of Across the Bills, brought to you by Across the Board Sports. I am your host, your host, Pat G, along with my amazing co-host, Steffi, as we bring you the latest and greatest news and notes and opinions from the Buffalo Bills. And there has been a lot of Buffalo Bills news, so to speak, maybe not directly Buffalo Bills related, but Buffalo Bills related nonetheless. As COVID-19 continues to ravage the NFL and destroy relationships and destroy everything that we love and dearly and all this fun stuff. But leading off, the Buffalo Bills announcing that they had ended their partnership with New Era, basically ending the fact that the field is going to be New Era Stadium. And then the tweet uh, coming from Mark Pollenkarts, who is the Erie County uh, executive here in Buffalo, said he wipes out any chance that the stadium will be called Tushy Stadium. (laughs) And as a potential Bill Stadium name. Now, to be honest, I kind of laughed at it because I was like, yo... Tushy Stadium, that's, that's kind of funny. There, there's a lot of marketing in that. And the fact that the people at Tushy were like, yo, we want to attract the College Bowl and call it the toilet, the toilet Bowl at Tushy Stadium. I was like, yo, that's brand marketing right there. That's amazing. But there's a lot of people out there that are like, okay, well, why they end their partnership with New Era and everything? And from what I've seen reading-wise is New Era was one of the companies that got the money bailout as far as during COVID happened when all they when they had to lay off their all or their employees or furlough people or whatever and they ended up cutting a lot of people off in Buffalo like federal government was like hey here's money to help sur- survive your business pay your employees and new era was just like nah we're going to take the money and we're still we're going to cut a lot of jobs in the buffalo area so that's been the main thing that i've heard and that's a uh reason that the bills ended up discussing their partnership with new era and eventually leading them to ending the partnership now, I don't know if you you look deeper into the story, 
because you have more time than I do. So, um, did you see anything? Yeah. I thought I read somewhere that they were not payments on time. So I think that also was a, a factor. Um, but it was kind of funny seeing how people are speculating who should take over the naming rights. Yeah. Um, I had suggested the LeBlatt Blue Stadium, um, or like Tim Hortons, but, uh, apparently there's a Tim Hortons Stadium already. Yeah. In, uh, Hamilton. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised given the climate of COVID and everything that the partnership ended. No, not at all. Um, I will say this. As far as the naming rights, people, people are just people want it to go back to the to the Ralph Ralph Wilson yeah. Stadium. There's people that are that are talking about how maybe they can go back to it being Rich Stadium if yeah because Rich Products is still here. They're mm-hmm. they're they're still in Buffalo. They they still own the Buffalo by they still own the Buffalo Bison's franchise. And everything so it, it's one of the things of a lot of people in Buffalo here are wanting the stadium to be named something that is local to here and me and has meaning they don't want it they don't want another company coming in and buying the rights or whatever me I'm like at this point it, it, it doesn't matter to me because the way it's going, yes, the Bills are tracking to be one of the better teams in the NFL for the foreseeable future, but I would prefer somebody that's going to come in and help with money because, uh-huh. to be honest, being a Bills fan, yes, the bill the Bills are tracking up. We want the Sabres to track up. So maybe if somebody comes in and goes, hey, we're going to toss a ton of money for the naming rights, maybe Pagula Sports Entertainment will stop focusing on the bills and go, hey, we're going to focus on our other franchise that we have and stop running them into the ground. So it's like it's one of the things of also there's the talks of the bills having a new stadium and upgrades and everything like, yeah. To be honest, yeah, it, it's the Bills want to, and Josh Allen has even said it. A, a lot of players have said it. They want to br- like recreate that feelings of the night of the early '90s and everything. Mm-hmm. And to recreate those feelings, you can't do that with a brand new stadium. Like it's going to be a new stadium. I don't know where you're going to put it. It's the way Buffalo is, it's going to be very difficult and everything to build to build a whole new stadium without some kind of problems. But if somebody comes in and goes, okay, we're gonna we're gonna want the naming lights like you suggested, Labatt Blue, because they have the yeah. they have the they have the headquarters here in Buffalo and everything. They come in, they're gonna we're gonna throw in X amount of money for the naming rights or bid on whatever, and it becomes Labatt Blue Stadium whatever may be the case. It's something to where 
wherever, however much money you get for the naming rights, put it back into the stadium. Try to try to yeah. bring that stadium up to par as much as possible because there's older stadiums in the league that have done that. And case in point is Lambeau Field out in Green Bay. Lambeau Field is a historic stadium. It has a lot of history, but the Packers organization, the Packers ownership realized that that stadium's not up to par to what a lot of stadiums are now. And the Bills have made upgrades, the video board and various things. It's just how much more money can you put into the stadium to upgrade things and make things more 2020? So it's one of the things of, all right, if Labatt comes in and goes, hey, we're going to bid this amount, maybe take that part part of that and go, okay, what can we do to improve the state this stadium experience? Granted, most of the stadium experience as far as Bills fans is tailgating, but nonetheless, because that, that was an, uh, the other issue that they had is... I read uh, on Twitter, or it was one of the news channels here, is if there is football this season and there are no fans, which most likely there's not going to be any fans, how is that going to affect like the private lots and everything that bene- that rely on that money every year from from the from the eight home games that from tailgaters and. And everything because I'll tell you now, some of them private lots out there they they make bank, they make bank because you get you get people that come in with the RVs and everything on a from Thursday until much sun, late Sunday night Monday morning so you're paying a couple hundred dollars just to just to have that spot. So it's a thing of this whole pandemic COVID situation is not only affecting the NFL, it's affecting everything around it as well, and. The thing with the Paul and Gart's coming out and saying he's not going to allow he's not going to allow uh, the company Tushy to make a bid. I was kind of like, all right, we're we're Bills fans. To be honest, and and both of us have voiced our opinions on this. Bills fans want to be known more than just jumping through tables. And yeah, I, I could see I could see the point of. If the stadium is called Tushy Stadium, how, how people could like make a joke out of that and everything. But I also agree with it because at this point we're trying to build, become serious. The Bills are being a serious contender. Fans want the team to be taken seriously by everyone, national media, the NFL, and all that. And we're slow. There's a lot of people that are slowly trying to get away from. Hey, Bills Mafia just don't throw. Just doesn't through. Doesn't jump through tables. Like we're more than that. And yeah, I've been. <laughs> yeah, to add on to that, and I think Barstool Sports is perpetuates that oh, culture absolutely. and that, that knowledge. Um, but I've been trying to more refrain. What? from uh, retweeting or sharing that content lately just yeah. so can get serious about yeah it. exactly <laughs> and one one of the interesting things with this whole situation as far as the bills is 
Like, the Bills have the stadium naming rights issues, but there's bigger issues going on around the NFL with naming issues because in now with the situation that we've had in 2020, where with COVID and then you, you've had other things happen and everything, you're now running into people uh, wanting fairness and equality for all. And this brings us to the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins. We don't know what they're going to be now. Uh, a lot of people want them to be the Red Hawks, which I'm I'm for it. Like the logo I I've seen floating around looks looks sick. Um, but the Washington Redskins, for all intents and purposes, yes, they were in the news. They made the statement about how they're going to not they're going to refrain from change the name and everything. And then everything else came out. So it was like, hey, the Washington Redskins franchise was like, all right, we understand your the the sentiment towards your, our name. We're going to address it. We're going to investigate. We're going to change. We're no longer going to be known as the Washington Redskins. And we're we're going to do we're going to do right by the people and everything. That story hits. All right, cool. You're 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 being progressive. You're gonna change your name, whatever whatever it may be the case, and everything. And then, fifteen women who have worked in the organization as scouts, various whatever may be the case, are like, hey. Don't forget about this nonsense over here. Stop trying to distract from this nonsense. And I didn't go. I didn't go full into the story. I, I'm sure you did. As yeah, I got the gist. Is basically a lot of people that are in the inner circle as far as team owner Dan Snyder goes. That did some things that they shouldn't have been doing. Like I said, I didn't really look for much into it. I know you, you, you probably investigated a little bit more. So break it down. Yeah. So I don't personally have a subscription to Washington Post. So I just went based off of what I could find or glean. Um, but it was 15 women, and one of them, her name was Emma. Uh, Emma Applegate, and it was bad. Um, the, the fact it was Dan Snyder's inner circle that was involved, um, and it's been going on since 2006. So when I saw that, my jaw just like dropped. Um, and people were wondering why um, they didn't speak up. Um, I guess there were concerns with uh, NDAs that were in place, which is just awful. Um, And one quote that kind of stuck out for me was, and we all tolerated it, because we knew if we complained, and they reminded us of this, there were a thousand people out there who would take our job in a heartbeat. And then this quote kind of started a conversation on Twitter and elsewhere on social media about other um, female reporters and people that are involved with the NFL, um, females, and uh, they shared their own experience and 
Um, yeah, it's just, let's just say Dan Snyder is not having a good week. No, not um, at all. <laughs> um, it's just crazy and to me to think that this has been going on for so long. Like, we were in the thick of a, a playoff drought when yeah. this was happening, and no one... He, no one knew like, about it. Yeah. No one knew about it. So it's just kind of mind-boggling. So hopefully more will come out. Yeah. Um, and I guess they had to hire the Redskins. They obviously hired lawyers. Um, but I, I don't know if Dan Snyder will be pushed out. Um, well, considering... Some people are calling for him. But yeah, I don't consider, know if it'll happen. Considering that... Um, the former, I can't remember his name, but the owner that had, that owned the, uh, the, oh, the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, the, the, Richardson. Yeah. The, yeah. Yes. And, and, like, the owner that owned the Clippers, um, Sterling, and then, yeah. Sterling, and then, of course, Richardson with the Panthers. Yeah. And everything. He got, he, granted, Richardson didn't get pushed out. He's like, all right. I understand this is bad. He resigned. He he was like, "Yo, I I'm, I'm going to take myself out of the out of the equation." Um Yeah. They and then they put they they the Panthers removed the statue from in front of the stadium. Like you're not you're not denying what the man did to bring football to Carolina, but with that thing is he he's like before all right this is bad i'm going to ruin myself dan snyder on the other hand i don't think dan snyder is going to be that kind of person he's never seen that seem to be that kind of person i think if this situation gets a little bit more detail and gets any more kind and gets any kind of scene to it i could see that and if a lot of people calling for the NFL and Roger Goodell to step in and go, you need to give up the team. Like, I, I don't care yeah. who, I don't, and you need to give up the team. Like, you need to be out. Whether, whether he sells it outright or resigns or, and gives ownership to the NFL until they can find a potential buyer, whatever may be the case. Like, I know I saw that, I don't know if you saw this, but the minority owners are want to sell out. So, yeah, that's a start. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what transpires yeah, after all of this. Absolutely. So, yeah, they're not having a good week. No, not at all. And then uh, with with the with some bad with some bad there there's always there's always good. Uh-huh. And we're coming to that time of year where um the NFL and basically has talked about training camp and they've sent the thing out and everything. And a lot of people were concerned about dates and whatnot. But it's going to be interesting because of some training camps and everything and the stories that have progressed. I know here in Buffalo it's going to be how the how the chemistry with Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen is going to be. Which, according to Twitter and social media, is, going, is fantastic. Yeah, because <laughs> they worked out already. But other things is with Buffalo fans looking at training camp is the fact that the quote-unquote emperor that we all hate and despise got himself a quarterback. 
and and the former MVP Cam Newton signing a one-year deal with the New England Patriots. And to be honest, I I got asked, I got asked because of me being a Panthers fan, they're like, how do you feel about this? I'm like, listen, Cam never wanted to leave Carolina. A new regime came in and they didn't want Cam to be the quarterback because they, whatever be the case, okay? But if you look at what Cam Newton did in those first eight games back in 2018 when they went 6-2 and two before he got hurt and broke his foot and, and had all the injury problems, dude was, dude was lighting up the league. If he's going to New England and you have that defense, you have that running game, you and he's got Julian Edelman, he's got Mohamed Sanu, and Cam Newton goes off like he did those first eight games in 2018, and he's healed. He's 100%. That foot's good. I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm worried. I'm, li- I'm not, like, worried to the point where New England's going to go 16-0 and and destroy everyone, but it changes the dynamic of the division going, New England's not going to be a pushover. Like, they have an opportunity now to to keep going because, and I've said this, is granted, yes, Tom Brady was a mobile was mobile in his own way. You're now giving Bill Belichick a quarterback who could run the ball, so you're giving him a different a different option in that offense to where you're now can run option plays. You now can run QB draws. You now can you you now can see what Josh Allen could be with, if his development continues. Because everybody says Josh Allen can turn into that that Cam Newton type quarterback. And if Cam Newton is 100%, foot's healed, shoulder's good, he can throw the ball. Patriots are going to be an issue. Like, Patriots are going to be an issue. I don't know how how it is because I know you're up in that area. But yeah. when that news broke, I'm sure people were excited. Yeah, because, I mean, at the time, Jared Stidham was their Yeah, it was QB Jared, one, so Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. And, like, everybody was going blue in the face trying to convince themselves, oh, that that's their guy and their QB. And now, all of a sudden, this... It's everything has changed, um, but yeah, I have to agree. I don't know what's gonna happen because it it may we may not see um, uh, Cam Newton of twenty fifteen, you know, being the M- MVP. Yeah. Um, is he one hundred percent healthy? I think we need to not overhype this situation um and just just see how it progresses see how he he does in training camp um and keep a close eye on it but i'm not freaking out about it i'm not concerned um i will be concerned if he is healthy i'm ready to go i'm concerned to the point of i know what cam newton can do because I was, yeah. I was one of the few people that when the Panthers drafted him, I was like, oh, God damn it. Really? But then he started playing and everything. So I know what Cam Newton can do when he's fully healthy. 
And it and from all intentions and purposes, from all the reports I've seen and interviews and everything that I've I've seen from the Carolina media and the New England media and just NFL media, man is healthy. His foot is good, his shoulder is good, and I'm like, hmm. Alright. Well, I'm going to wait till the training training camp hits and see how he looks. And if Cam Newton's out there, like, throwing bullets in that, I'm going to be slightly worried. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's going to, like, my... I'm going to be worried. But then again, you also have Miami, Miami, fan, Miami fans trash-talking Josh Allen. You have Jets fans trash-talking Josh Allen. Even though Josh Allen and Sam Darnold have, like, the best friendship in the world. Because they're, they're, they're out there living the together. Friends, yeah. They're out there living together and shooting basketball with Clay Thompson. <laughs> but Yeah, I saw that. Um, speaking of Josh Allen... Of course, this time of year, everybody knows what time of year it is. The quote-unquote Madden ratings come out. And Josh Allen, um, 99 throwing power. Had Madden gave him a 99 throwing power and gave Patrick Mahomes 97. And Patrick Mahomes is not happy about this. He's like, how dare you? How dare you hit me with the disrespect? <laughs> and there's the story of Josh uh, Patrick Mahomes going. We we might have to we might have to have a throwing challenge here, gentlemen. And then on top of that is the disrespect to to one Tre'Davious White. Mm, always. All right, the disrespect. Tre'Davious um, Tre White. The ratings were released. Tre'Davious White was an 89 overall. Uh, they gave. I guess they bumped him up to a 90. He caught wind of it, and it was like, Nah, if you're just gonna give me a point, just put me back at 89, man. It's not even worth it. Um, and of course, this coming, this coming on the heels of Stefan Gilmore being one of the members of the 99 club. Now, awful. Now, I'm not. I'm not going to deny Stephon Gilmore's ability. I'm not. He's one of the best. Right. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Okay, but the fact that being that I don't know how the ratings are done and how it whatnot, but the fact that Tre'Davious White, who did not allow one touchdown all season last year, versus a man who who got burned twice. Like who got burned twice? John Brown and Devonte Parker both both made that man look silly. Kind of like yo, like it, it, it little di- the little disrespect on Tre'Davious White. And what I think is gonna happen is Tre'Davious White because of that is gonna be like yo, all right, you want to disrespect me like this? I'm gonna I'm gonna shut everything down this year. Like it, and then on top of it. Like, what I think is going to benefit Travis White is if Josh Norman can return to a... Can get back to, like, 75% of what he was back in 2015 when he played in that defense for McDermott. Yeah. It's going to make Travis White stand out that much more. Because now not only... Because... 
as we saw last year, everybody gave Tredavious, opposing quarterbacks gave Tredavious White the respect that he deserved. They weren't, they, they went after him at times, but they didn't go after, they didn't go after him after him. And especially with the Bills just keeping him on the one side of the field. They, like, teams would move and then they'd focus on Kevin Johnson. They'd focus on Levi Wallace. If Josh Norman can return to a clip, maybe a 70% clip of what he was in 2015, Tredavious White's numbers are going to get that much better because now you now it's like, all right, where do I go? Because now with that Bills defense... You, there's not many options because you have Josh Norman who can shut it down on the other side. You have Levi Wallace and Taron Johnson who who play that nickel that nickel spot. You have the two roaming linebackers in Edwards and Milano. Then you have the safeties in Hyde and Poyer, and then you have Tre'Davious White. Like opposing quarters, I'm like, where do I throw the ball? Who do I throw the ball to? <laughs> like that's what it looks like, and then. Also, with the Madden ratings come out, the entire Bills defense is rated over three, 83 overall. People were like, yo, the disrespect. It's because we're the Bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are like, it's the Bills. It's a bias. This is why it's biased. This is nonsense. And did you see Stefan Diggs' rating? Yes. He is one of the better, the best rated wide receivers in the game, which he deserves. He honestly deserves that. Now, especially being the what what I'm gonna be what I'm waiting for is in and if there is an NFL NFL season, is how much more Josh Allen's going to progress with the fact that he has Stefan Diggs as a receiver, because the fact that if you watch highlights of Stefan Diggs, the the ability for him to run routes. Like, mm-hmm. it's going... You're no longer going to have to focus focus on just one thing. Like, th- the fact that Stefan Diggs is now part of this offense and gives the Bills offense a number one true wide receiver, it's going to have a trickle effect. And I've said this before. It's going to have a trickle effect. It's going to have a trickle effect for John Brown. It's going to have a trickle effect for Cole Beasley. It's going to have a trickle effect for the other wide receivers on the team. It's going to have a trickle effect for the tight end, Dawson Knox. Because Dawson Knox has the ability to play that middle of the field and get open. And if you're having Stefan Diggs run like a out pattern or a curl pattern or something where his route running is going to be effective you're now you're now focusing on all right how do we shut this side down but then you have Cole Beasley's ability out of the slot you have John Brown's ability to stretch the field you have Dawson Knox's ability to stretch the field it's one of the things of I'm excited for this offense and I know, and I know Madden isn't the direct lenient towards word like what what happens in real life. But when I get Madden twenty one, I'm gonna play the Bills and everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna run the offense, and if like you can run, and it's gonna be interesting to see how the AI computer 
reads your reads your defense because if if you start playing well, if like you can start destroying people in Madden with the Bills on just like especially especially against other players where other players can use their people and everything, it's gonna be interesting. But it, it's the fact that with Madden. It's the ratings are always. I think the ratings are always somewhat biased because the name, the names get the bigger ratings, because yeah. people were people were hot that uh, Ezekiel Elliott was rated higher than Saquon Barkley. So, it, it, well, I started. It's one I of the things. I started freaking out because. I saw that Diggs was trending, and I did. I was afraid to look. Yeah. And then I realized it was the Madden ratings. The, Ma- the like, Madden Phew. ratings. You you were worried. You got you you, <laughs> you got like that. Like I always think the worst. <laughs> yeah, I I am I do love the fact that they have been working out in the area all summer. Yeah. Whether it's been Florida, whether it's been here, I know that majority of the guys are here now because training camp starting in two days with the rookie with the rookies needing to be reported. But for the most part, like majority of the bills are here from, and they're working out on like what they're working out at Cleveland Hill, which is one of the high school high school teams here in Buffalo. Like they're working out there. Yeah, I and, saw that. And getting reps in and everything. Like, if there is an NFL season, which, fingers crossed, I'm hoping there is. Like, the Bills, the Bills are, the Bills are gonna be a team to be to reckon with because, like, they're building, they're building that camaraderie, they're building that chemistry, and they've been doing it all summer, especially on it's the like- o- offensive side of the ball. We just needed a pandemic for things to click, really. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, so it's it's going to be one of the interesting things, but we're it's going to be a, a super short edition this week this this time around because let, let let's be honest, like we already know if and when the se- if and when the season does start, like we're gonna end up having like two three hour episodes just breaking down everything, especially especially yeah. with with potential guests and calls and questions and everything. So it's like plus we have we have things that go on like granted, yeah, it's pandemic and stuff, but personal lives do not stop and so but for Steffi, I'm Padgy. This has been Across the Bills. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter. Send us your questions across the Bills podcast on Twitter. And trust us, send questions, because we need questions. I'm sure you have questions. Send us questions. And definitely. Everything. We'll we'll have another episode. Um Probably within a couple couple weeks. I think we'll we'll we'll, we'll space yeah. it out about two weeks and see what see what we can do as far as questions and news and notes and everything. And we will. Uh, I do have a I do have a fun little thing that I have to talk to you about uh, off off air. Oh. I I can't. Okay. I kind of came up with the idea about it over the over last week. Um, nice. So. Of course, follow us on Twitter across the Bills podcast. 
Thank you for listening once again, and we will see you on the flip side.